Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. Welcome to Great Minds, the podcast that looks beyond the glass all the way to the stars. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Julie Glenn. And I'm Gina Birch, and we are indeed looking to the stars this week in our continued feature called Grapes of the Zodiac, in which we pair up a zodiac sign with a grape that has the same personality, so to speak. And right now we're in the sign of Gemini. So to us, the Gemini personality represented by the twins, um, and it's notorious for short attention spans, endless energy, and it kind of reminds us of the Sangiovese grape. That's right. Central Italy's Sangiovese comes in myriad clones, just like the Gemini person. And uh, it gets bored if, if things are not to their liking. They become tightly wound little springs of energy. Have you ever had the experience of a subpar Sangiovese? Oh, gosh. Unfortunately, more times than I would like to count that sweater on the teeth kind of experience that just pucker. Mm, yeah, oh, it like sucks just, all the saliva out of your yeah, salivary glands. I, I just want to reach for something to shove in my mouth besides the wine. It's <laughs> tightly wound. And yeah. so, I mean, have you ever been around a Gemini? who Mm -hmm. is bored or looking for the next thing to do. Oh, yeah. They're just like a a spring bouncing off the walls. Yes. That's that's totally how they are. So um, we're comparing the Gemini personality with the personality of Sangiovese. Now, Sangiovese goes back a long time, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's It's central central Italy. Oh, yeah. Deep roots in central Italy. All the roots. So it was first mentioned in a book that was written in 1590 by Giovanni Vittorio Soderini. Uh I know him. Yeah. (laughs) We go way back. I've read many of his books. <laughs> <laughs> and I can really understand it because yeah. he uses words like Sangio Ghetto to refer to Sangiovese. I uh, like Sangio Ghetto because some of them I've had have been very ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they are, man. Mm. Uh, so historians are pretty sure that when he says Sangio Ghetto, he is talking about Sangiovese. Mm-hmm. However, he was not a fan because of really? this grape, he says, quote, beware of the Sangio Ghetto who thinks to make wine from it will make vinegar. Ooh. And that's kind of been well, the case hello. and sometimes, yeah. you know. So, I mean, that's this man clearly did not stick around long enough since 1590 to try a top-tier Brunello. Indeed, that's 100% Sangiovese, right? 100%. At least since the, what, the 1800s, late 1800s is when it became 100%, somewhere yep. in that area? They started making it, late 1800s, they started mm-hmm. making 100% Sangiovese. I mean, here's the deal with it, though. The problem is it comes in a bunch of different clonal varieties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the towns, it goes by the name of the clone rather than just Sangiovese. So right. you would hear about uh, Nieluccio in Corsica, Prugnolo Gentile in Montepulciano, Moralino near the town of Scanzano, and of course Little Brown, which is Brunello near the Tuscan town of Montalcino. And then you also have Vino Nobile de Montepulciano, which is also Sangiovese. And um, uh, Montepulciano... That whole thing gets confusing, Montepulciano, because there's a grape by the same name. Yep. And so it's like, well, gosh, what am I drinking? Am I drinking a Sangiovese? Am I drinking the uh, Montepulciano? It says Montepulciano, but that's a cute, great little hilltop town in Tuscany that has great cheese and wine. And and they and, grow no Montepulciano. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they do not grow the Montepulciano. But it's a r- great little place to visit. The best way to know what you're drinking uh, in the, as far as if you're drinking a Montepulciano grape, which is mm-hmm. f- usually from Abruzzo, or if you're drinking something from Montepulciano in Tuscany, which is going to be Sangiovese, Sangiovese. is mm-hmm. how much you paid for it. So if you paid $10 and under, it is not from Tuscany. 
Right. That's a clue number one. Yeah. So it's <laughs> so then that would be the grape. Yeah. So then you're having the grape and it's mm-hmm. from Abruzzo. Not bad. It's a quaffing nope. wine. Yeah. It's like it goes with uh, every day your pizza night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really good pizza night wine. Um, again, it can be really great. It can be really not great. But uh, that's a, a grape of a different day. But today we're talking about the Sangiovese. If you have the Sangiovese from Montepulciano, which is in Tuscany, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you uh, significantly more. We're talking like upper 30s, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? And you can go all yes. the way up. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, for, you were just talking about the quality ones because there are some that are much cheaper. But mm-hmm. I think this is, in many cases, one of those grapes that you kind of get what you pay for. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. If you have a basket on the bottom of your Chianti and you yeah. paid five ninety nine for that bottle. Drink it at the end of the night when you're half in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Then you might enjoy it a little for more. For real. And uh. just really uh, plan on having something with a lot of fat involved because yeah. the acidity in that thing is going to be hard to offset. So anyway, the Sangiovese grape was compromised until recently because people really didn't get that there are different clones of it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like the 90s and the dawn of DNA and clone identification that things started to change. And uh, they did some extensive tastings, and there are two star clones, which are both from the Romagna area, which okay. is, you know, Emilia Romagna up near right. Parma. Um, and I feel it's often uh, unsuitably overlooked, that region. Um, anyway, those two clones are emerged. They have really romantic names. The two best of clones of Sangiovese are called R24 and T19. Ooh, that's T19. Doesn't does that, it for me, yeah. That's a marketing tool right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's just like we had t- we had talked about this before uh, with the clones, the Chardonnay in Oregon, mm-hmm. and why uh, they have great grow these great Pinot Noirs. Why aren't they growing any great, making any great Chardonnays from there? Because they were using the wrong clones. And once it kind of got that underway, so clones are, are a big deal. It's kind of geeky and uh, oh, maybe it's kind of sciency. Sub- yeah, for another topic, but that but the the clone getting the right clones in the right area is a big deal. To getting the best wines. Yeah, it, it does make a difference. Um, so, yeah, for a while, winemakers in Chianti were veering away from, uh, in order to try to rectify this, they were going away from the giant Slovenian bote, which are those big, big huge, giant barrels, like size of a room kind of yeah. barrels uh, for aging the wine, which was the traditional thing to do in Tuscany. It was for, in less contact with the oak, the wine was, yeah. and it was, yeah, it was a just total, total different method. So they started using some small fr- French oak barrels, and uh, that would kind of beef up that round, thin, Mm-hmm. Uh, high acidity tannic wine and they'd uh, bring some it, sometimes they were mixing in some Cab or Merlot at this point when they were trying to get into the international market and appeal right. to that more fruit forward type of a thing uh, so they were doing that for a while and uh, it's kind of cute because uh, Jancis Robinson you know the wine writer mm-hmm. she's, uh, she's one of my yes. faves <laughs> if, if you ever need anything get her um, Encyclopedia of Wine Oxford uh, Encyclopedia of Wine it's my favorite book good the yeah. new edition came out a couple years ago and I was like First in line at Barnes and Noble, and I mean was, I had it. You, you mean there was a line? Come on, let's be honest. I don't know what these other people were getting, okay. but they clearly <laughs> had overlooked this. Awesome. It's a tome, okay? It's okay. not like it's cheap. It's big, thick, but it yeah, has. I've seen that one. I don't have it, things. but I think I'm going to go buy it this weekend. I have my, my old one is still held together by duct tape. Ah, and then she updated it, and so now I have the new one, and I just, I just totally. Anyway, she said that using those uh, little oak barrels, mm-hmm. she called it importing Bordeaux makeup. <laughs> It was so great. But anyway, that's decreasing in fashion now that correct clones have been identified and they're being planted. So it's kind of evened out. We're Mm -hmm. getting way better quality out of Tuscany. Um, And, you know, they had a history of of just making as much as they possibly could, you know? Yeah, it was a lot of bulk juice. And and people would try it and say, gosh, this is, I don't like this. It's not a sipping wine to begin with. It's not a grape that you sip. (laughs) Excuse me. It's meant for food. 
And since we're talking about Gemini's and and how this wine is has the characteristics of Gemini's, let's let's try to put a face to it. So let's, some of the famous Gemini's include uh, somebody like Angelina Jolie, and mm-hmm. you can definitely see how she's got the multiple twin personalities. And the same with Johnny Depp and Marilyn Monroe and Morgan Freeman and Tupac Shakur and even JFK was a, was a Gemini. Yeah, you can see these are people that um, if they get bored, mm-hmm. it's not going to be pretty. No. It, it, they they want to always be doing something. They always need some sort of stimulation mm-hmm. and they always need to, you know, uh, they just need to have something happening in their life or else they're going to get bored and then they're going to get kind of wound up and not... Uh, you know, and, be, and you don't know which side is going to show up for dinner. You totally don't. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which <laughs> Angelina is going to be here today? <laughs> yeah. Where's she going to go to adopt somebody now? Yeah. You also have Clint Eastwood, Natalie Portman, Mark Wahlberg. Ooh. Good I, vibrations. Mm, Emirate. Uh Yes, I get good vibrations when I look at him. Yeah. I mean, at least back in the day when he had that 12-pack. He still looks great. I mean, he, I, no, he does. He aged really well. become a great actor. Like a fine He's wine. Musician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We digress. Uh, there's also Helena Bonham Carter, right? Oh, is she? Does she not seem like a Gemini? Yeah. Like and Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren Hill, uh, Judy Garland, mm. uh, Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you getting the picture here? Yes. Yeah, John Wayne, Venus Williams, Che Guevara. Okay. Um, Michael J. Fox, Tim Allen, uh, Vincent Price. How cool is hmm. that? Uh, Rafael Nadal. I'm not sure who that is. He's a tennis guy. Oh, tennis. See, I'm yeah. not a sports person. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> As is evidenced by my physique. (laughs) Um, Colin Farrell, Elizabeth Hurley, Bob Hope, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. So these are the Gemini personalities. They kind of like, they really get into a thing, uh, but if they are spread too thin or if they are not um, stimulated uh, intellectually or uh, they just kind of end up wound up tight. Mm -hmm. You know, some wine grapes, you know, if they don't have ideal situations, they end up flabby and loosey-goosey or they just seem kind of like, you know, plonky. With Sangiovese, if things aren't right, they're just like... Oh, yeah. Like, just tightened up and... Tight, astringent, just like a... Yeah. They're they're taking the uh, enamel right off your teeth. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's not fun. It's not pretty. Not pretty at all. No. And no matter what food you put with it, sometimes you just can't extract... It's got to be open for three days, maybe, and even then, you're not sure. And, you know, they, they were talking about in 1590, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, about how uh, San Gioghetto, which is San Giovese, was mm-hmm. really tough to deal with. So they went through centuries of trying to figure it out. Um, and they would do in uh, Chianti what's called field blends, mm-hmm. where they would plant the the San Giovese with, with other grapes, other grapes, including white wine. Right. They would just throw it into the hopper together and crush it and distem it and exactly. ferment it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So And they would have um, canaiola for fruitiness and colorino for darker hue because mm-hmm. it's trying to um, help augment some of the, the downfalls of Sangiovese right. when it's not the right clone in the right place at the right time. Um, everything would be harvested, vinified at once, streamlining the winemaking process, but that was also because historians estimated that 90,000 Florentines drank about a gallon of wine a week. Oh my gosh, I'm so with them. I know. <laughs> you ready to move? Well, maybe not a gallon. Maybe, well, a I don't know. A week? I, you know, the fact that we're even contemplating... That is Could I do that? Yes. <laughs> My liver's voting no. <laughs> it's like new. Um, so, yeah, Gemini, ever the changeling, uh, just like Sangiovese, came of age with uh, improved vinification, more controlled by winemakers, use of smaller oak, and then uh, going back to the bigger oak because they got the right clones. Right. Um, and then they started introducing some of the French varietals. Yeah, it plays well with others. Yeah. Cabernet, Sauvignon, Merlot. Uh, Syrah, and that blend, you know, blending all those kind of catapulted Sangiovese into the limelight. 
in the whole Super Tuscan craze, and everybody went crazy for it. And it's declassified. You can't say it's a uh, it's from Chianti. You know, it, it's it's one of those rogue blends that is now one of the most expensive, or can be some of the most expensive bottles found in the world. They really are, and uh, they're like IGT, the Red Table wine. Yeah. For $120. Yeah, and they're better than some Brunellos. Yeah, they're they're really good. So in this way, it's similar to uh, to Gemini in that it plays well with others Mm -hmm. when it wants to. When it wants to, exactly. (laughs) That's so perfect. Perfect description. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you wanted to try to get a, a Sangiovese, a, a, a standard Italian style, get a bottle of Chianti, um, have it with some pasta, some tomato sauce, some pizza, just that red, the, the acid in that sauce and, and the cheese, the, the fattiness of the fattiness cheese can kind of cut sure. through it. And um, that's why it goes so well when you when you go to the pizza restaurants and you always see a Chianti or Sangiovese on the menu. That There's a reason for that because it works. And if you think about the cuisine of Tuscany, which is kind of what plays into why Sangiovese mm-hmm works is they uh, have that Tuscan steak, you know, the mm-hmm. Bistecca Toscana. Yeah. Um, that's from a Chianina cow, which is a giant white cow. It's a really kind of cool looking cow, mm-hmm. as cows go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're into cows. If, if you're into, like, good looking yeah. cows. Yeah. Um, so they have this these giant steaks. They do them very rare mm-hmm. um, with great marbling. So you have that fattiness with the acidity of Sangiovese. Totally works. Perfect. They also have a soup there that um, I totally love. It's called Ribolita, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've had that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. That's a hearty. It's like a stew. It's got beans and it's got yesterday's bread. Yes. Um, that's hardened up. They used all the anything they could. We're not wasting this this food. Exactly. (laughs) And then they have this. Um, it's kind of like a kale. Uh, and it's 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 called cavallo. Sounds. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. It's like black horse, but it's not. Um, anyway, it's a a type of a kale type of thing they Mm -hmm. put in there, and that kind of. I mean, talk about healthy. Yeah. To go with your wine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and plus be warned, if you do go to Tuscany and you get the bread, there's no salt in that stuff. Right. Yeah. It's It always throws me every time I go there. But anyway, so that's, that's kind of the way uh, the way to go about Sangiovese. And that's why we equate Sangiovese with our friends in the Gemini sign. So yeah. happy birthday, Gemini's. And again, disclaimer, this does not mean you're necessarily going to like Sangiovese if you're a Gemini. (laughs) It's just that you kind of act like one. And when you taste it, just remember, if you go to one of these tastings, we always encourage you, the best way to to learn about wine is to drink it and taste it. But if you go to a tasting and it's on the table with 10,000 other wines that are all a different variety, picture it with some food. Yeah, or get a cracker or or something. Because if you just taste it on your own, you're never going to learn to appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely. you got to think about it on the big picture. Totally a food one. And I'd also encourage people to try Sangiovese di Romagna, anything from that region, uh, mm-hmm. the Sangiovese, it can be, it's usually less expensive. And most of the time, it's it's been surprisingly good. Okay. I've been shocked, shock and awe. But I, I was surprised when I tried it a number of times, and it was kind of my, my favorite Sangiovese by name on the bottle mm. kind of kind of one. So. Well, I'm ready for some pizza and some wine right now. I'm going to get some pizza. I don't want to get mushroom pizza. That's okay. what I'm feeling like. I want some pepperoni on mine. So can we get half and half? <laughs> <laughs> half pepperoni, <laughs> half mushroom, please. Well, let's just load it up. We'll pick off what we don't want. I like mushroom too. Let's do it. I don't mind picking. That's okay. okay. Great Minds <laughs> is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org. Thanks for listening.